This is In the Know for Wednesday, June 28th, the 179th day of 2023. There are 186 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. All Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. National Weather Service was in the area yesterday. We'll find out what they said, and we will give you a chance to win later on in the program. That and a whole lot more coming up today. Here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. In all your plantings that you have scattered uh, hither, thither, and yon, yes. do I've not seen a lot. Uh, uh, I've not seen a robust herb garden. Do we have some herbs growing? We do. Do we have time? Is time growing? We do. Apparently, bugs will stay away from your 4th of July barbecue with thyme. Since ancient times, people have been burning herbs to fight off flying insects. And now, a UK study suggests throwing a few sprigs of thyme onto the grill. It gives you and your yard up to 85% protection from the flying bugs for up to an hour and a half. So I presume that, you know, if you just had some thyme growing... Well, I actually just trimmed it yesterday, so I probably yeah. should have put it in a baggie or something. Yeah, where are the trimmings? Um, in the garbage? No, they're actually just laying right there. Okay, well, maybe we just uh, light them on fire or something like that well, and, and you know. see, see what happens. Over there in chair number two, we say good uh, morning and welcome back to Grayson County Extension Ag Agent, Miss Whitney Carmen. Morning. Morning. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. How you doing? You look well-traveled since I last saw you. You've been uh, around the world. You've had personal travel. You've had professional travel. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you had a bunch of friends over yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, we did. (laughs) Did you have some company yesterday? (laughs) We had a lot of company. I I passed by your uh, location during the Mm -hmm. resource fair yesterday and seemed to... It was... um, you had lots of participation, uh, both vendors and and consumers. Yes, we did. I know. I think... Natalie said that we had somewhere around 60 vendors, and so I know that was about double than what it was last year. So yeah. it was successful. Well, I guess you really got to uh, flex your muscle on how great your facility is to yes. be able to, you know, to host events of that size that are, you had uh, indoor and outdoor vendors, mm-hmm. I saw. We did. And I saw Owensboro Health had their medical trailer, their portable trailer was there. They did. They had, an, they had a whole row of things that they were doing and giving away and yeah. giving blood pressure checks and health checks so it was a really good program uh farmers marketing today they are i think there's a couple of them set up saturdays have been a little bigger than wednesday so i do think that that's worth noting all right uh at the center on main today right yes yeah all right very good Mm -hmm. um did you all uh get bumpy weather on sunday evening or were you pretty spared actually the weather system that went through that kind of did the damage to grayson county kind of started getting 
more intense the further south it went. So it just passed us. We got some rain and some wind, but not anything like here. And then on the line that happened that came through southern Indiana and across mm-hmm. Jefferson County, that kind of went off to the east mm-hmm. of uh, Breck, Mead, and those areas. But uh, So, yeah, it was bumpy. Uh, we'll tell you about the National Weather Service being here yesterday. We'll tell you about that in a moment. But first, let's get to the forecast on what you can expect over the next couple of days. Uh, hazy skies, poor air quality across the region. I know the hazy skies and some of that uh, hazy atmosphere being reported down in Bowling Green, also being reported in Louisville and probably over our area as well. Um, still got some uh, upper atmosphere wildfire issues that are going on. And then our uh, kind of a jet uh, shift in the jet stream pattern is uh, causing somewhat of a change for us. We're going to see a heat advisory for our area um, for southwest of Louisville on Friday. So that would be us, southwest of Louisville. From 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., so it's going to get hot, and I know people will be praying for complete power restoration by then, but today we'll see a nominal 10% chance of rain, a high of 88, partly cloudy, 69 tonight, and then tomorrow a high of 92, and it just kind of stays that uh, warm. 96 is your high on Friday. I'm not really checked the humidity scale yet, but once we get up there, once we step up into the 90s, We'll get a little bit of a respite on Sunday because of a 60% chance of rain. But uh, then we'll get back up for the 4th of July, look for a high of 90. You know, sometimes they say hotter than the 4th of July. Well, it's going to be a hot 4th of July. The severe thunderstorm that passed through Grayson County Sunday night has been tabbed a powerful straight line wind event. The National Weather Service were in the area yesterday. They were in Litchfield. They were in western Grayson County. Um, as, as well as possibly some other places, and so they're they're calling it they're calling it a uh, a macro or microburst. It's a that's what it's preliminary been labeled as, and so it kind of it packed a punch. So just imagine that that burst. Those the storm cells were circular in nature, but they were not tornadic in rot- from a rotation standpoint. They were just almost like blunt force trauma with the leading edge. And when you look at the debris field, something that's tornadic cuts a path. Something that is straight line or blunt force is more widespread. And so if you, I mentioned it on Monday, if you look at your yard, you probably had a coating of leaves everywhere mm-hmm. rather than you had one specified path of damage yes and so it kind of backs up what they were saying and i believe it's sort of like a what they've had in the midwest derecho that's sort of the derecho you know it's it comes really really fast and it's kind of like blunt force wind it's not necessarily tornado yeah yeah uh, it got some reports of hail in caneyville mm-hmm. i heard a little bit of hail on sunday night but not not enough to say oh we're getting hail i've heard a lot of reports of people thinking it was a tornado just from the sheer sound of the because wind of, coming yeah, yeah. It, um, it it definitely got your attention uh it sounds like there was an area of windy ridge road that uh was uh, was um interesting that looked more like the National Weather Service did allow for a caveat. They said maybe in the Windy Ridge Road area, it looked more path damage than sporadic damage. And so they thought that could have been one area where they uh, it could have been. But the, the, the wind speed really stayed below 100 miles an hour, but it was sustained, mm-hmm. you know, for a longer period of time. And that's kind of where we got the... Got the damage. From a power outage standpoint, there are still about 1,600 Warren REC customers in Grayson County. 
without power this morning. It looks like all the KU customers in Grayson County have been restored. There were about 500 customers in the Caneyville area that were um, that were re-energized about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. And so that's what uh, that's what the National Weather Service says. Of course, there was damage in Edmondson and Hart, and they did confirm that was a tornado in Russell County. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make sense of that. All right, as so we head into the wind, the weather that we got on Sunday, then of course moved up to the eastern, you know, the eastern seaboard, moved into the New York, New Jersey area, and has really caused a traffic snarl from an airline standpoint. There were a bunch of cancellations, and still seeing cancellations today from backups that occurred over last weekend, and they're really they're going to have a hard time getting smoothed out in time for the big rush of holiday travel that's coming up for the long 4th of July weekend. As of early morning today, there were 900 flights that have been delayed in the U.S., and cancellations were more than uh, 670. Cancellations and delays were most severe along the East Coast early and were growing worse rapidly. And, you know, there's a ripple effect to that. Mm -hmm. If If you get a flight that gets canceled early in the day, then that has implications on their second flight, their third flight. Their... I always find it interesting when you fly, you ask your flight crew where they're headed. Like they're obviously headed on the same leg that you are to your, you know, to the, your next leg. But then they're hop, they're you know, they're they're, they're, they're on another flight or on that same aircraft headed somewhere else. And but I always find it fascinating where they say they will end their day. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll end our day, and I'm like, wow. That's you know a lot of a lot of zigzagging around the around the country, but they don't get to you know many of us get to start new every day. Like you get just okay, we start our day, we're in our home, let's resume our aircraft and air crews don't work that way. No, like when they when they miss a mark, then they're out of position for their next, and it just becomes. I'm glad I don't work in that. I'm fascinated by it, but I'm glad I don't do that for a Yeah, living. a lot of finger pointing too because saying, well, yeah. the FAA held flights up yesterday that we probably could have flown and blah, Is blah, blah. The holiday, the 4th of July holiday, a very significant travel it, it, day or st- week? There's still some revenge going on where okay. people are pent up. They they were, especially in metropolitan areas, they were stationary for so long and cooped up. They said, okay. I'm traveling and I'm going and okay. I'm going to live life and blah, blah, blah. But it's also because of the structure because of it falling on a Tuesday, people can turn these things into five-day mini vacations. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling by tomorrow at midday. It's going to be busy. Yes. And people will kind of have checked out going, well, it's a holiday. And then the day after the 4th, it's like, well, I mean, it's July 5th. It's still kind of like <laughs> Independence Day. Mm-hmm. So productivity just goes you know, out, out the window. <laughs> kind of like right before Christmas. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> we'll figure out a way to bridge it and turn you know, a, a three-day weekend or an isolated holiday in the middle of the week. We just bridge it together and go, oh, big party. Mm-hmm. The I and don't know that this will have implications to us here, but it's probably something an ag agent would need to know about. The Florida Department of Health has issued a statewide mosquito-borne illness advisory after four locally contracted cases of malaria were reported along the Gulf Coast south of Tampa. It is the first uh, it is the first spread in the United States in 20 years of malaria. Does this have anything to do with livestock? Not necessarily. But Can it damage livestock? Uh, it could, I guess. People? My, the, people are the main concern in that, but I mm-hmm. do think it's interesting because I know on the entomology side, which there's a lot of research being done on 
breeding these, and it sounds crazy, but breeding the mosquitoes to where they mate with the ones that contract malaria, and it essentially makes them not able to contract it. Interesting. So, yeah, it's weird how they're doing it, but it is there. there's some research, some interesting hmm. research being done on that. I think those of us who are, we'll just say, we'll just say if you're 50 years old, Mm-hmm. In your lifetime, you've not really ever had to deal or worry about malaria. You think it's a third world thing. Right. You know, you go, oh, well, that's what they have in third world countries. So as a result, we don't know a lot about it. But to be specific, it is not spread person to person in no. any way. It's all, you know, mosquito, flying insect, yeah. etc. All right. Some local news headlines. A Litchfield man has been seriously injured after being struck by a truck. It happened last evening. The LFD, LPD, and uh, EMS responded to the 500 block of West Main Street. That's where West Main and the uh, railroad tracks intersect. First responders found a 49-year-old James Poole had been walking along West Main when he was struck by a westbound Chevy truck. He at one point was barely conscious, but he was alert when transported by EMS to Owensboro Health. His current uh, condition is not known. An Elizabethtown woman with a history of violent acts and who is jailed in LaRue County has been accused of tasing a deputy jailer. 29-year-old Tirsa Revels was lodged in the LaRue County Detention Center June 22 on resisting uh, uh, arrest and failure to appear charges. This past Saturday, as jail staff were attempting to move her to another cell, she became combative. She apparently tried to punch one deputy, grabbed at another's pepper spray, then is accused of taking control of a deputy's taser and tasing that deputy in the face. Hangover style. I was going to say, wow. I was right to the hangover. Was Rob hangover. Riggle there? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's terrible. I'd hate, I hate yes, to know that a deputy jailer is getting tased in the face. The suspect was additionally charged with disarming a peace officer, third-degree assault, and attempted escape. So she has a lengthy history of arrest. And then I don't have the story printed, but I heard something on the news this morning about a birthday party gone bad in Hardin County, where I think maybe it was a birthday party for the wife, and the wife and the husband got into it, and I don't know. Mm. I'm not surprised. Things happen at parties. Mm -hmm. They do. I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. (laughs) A prominent labor group on Tuesday requested an ethics investigation of Kentucky Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron for soliciting and accepting campaign donations from executives of a substance abuse treatment organization under scrutiny by his office since last year. The Kentucky State AFL-CIO, which has strong Democratic ties, asked the State Executive Branch Ethics Commission to investigate circumstances surrounding the donations to Cameron's gubernatorial Campaign, So it uh, continued back and forth over campaign finances in the governor's race between the uh, Bashirs, Camerons, etc. So uh, another day, another story in the news cycle trying to draw your attention to somebody's bad. They, they all claim, I'm the good one, he's the bad one, so vote for me, etc. Governor Bashir says Kentucky is doing an outstanding job plugging or- orphaned oil and gas wells in the state thanks to state and federal funding, which is designed to help remedy the situation. I had no idea that um, a year ago, Kentucky had more than 14,000 orphaned well sites among the highest of any state and accounting for nearly 18% of the nationwide total. I, If you go on the Kentucky geological map, I don't know why I got stuck doing this one day but anyway that's just the nature of my job but that I, I looked at the map and it is interesting how many oil wells gas wells there are in this state it is it's fascinating do orphaned wells 
uh, have a a uh, positive or negative impact on farmland in some way, like the repurposed land? Are they? I don't think that. I don't think so. It's just a matter of, you know, that they were there at one point in time, and a lot of these orphan ones they're not working anymore. And I don't mm-hmm. even know that you can get. I, I don't quote me on this. I'm not sure if they're still ex- working and able to get oil. So right, they probably dried up. Yeah. But they're the but the infrastructure is orphaned it and is. just left there. Yeah. But it says the cleanup will help improve air and water quality and increase nearby property values all while creating new jobs. So I guess mm-hmm. it indirectly that answers the question. Mm-hmm. If it negatively impacts land values because yeah. it's nearby. Well, it might then, be in the middle of a field, you know. That's and, right. And so. And you don't know what impact that can have. Mm-hmm. Even I saw a story last night, a national story about uh, Gerber and Beechnut, and they were doing a study on uh, microtoxins in uh, like arsenic or something that occurs mm-hmm. naturally in very, very minute levels. But they said it, it, it was the same or more than in previous years. And they were talking about, well, this, this is more about uh, agriculture and growing things properly rather than, you know, having by the time they get canned and distributed, et yeah. cetera. So anyway, it's it, all the, it's just all a big giant ecosystem is, is. my point. And One thing impacts what, another. Yeah, knowing what impacts it and what doesn't and figuring out the best way possible to do it is always the goal. Name of the game. It, and matter of fact, it keeps people like you employed. Yes, it right? does. Trying to help uh, figure, <laughs> yeah. solve, the, solve all those riddles. I was saddened to hear a story out of Hazard uh, yesterday that uh, bluegrass musician Bobby Osborne, who helped popularize the song Rocky Top, Died early yesterday, according to a statement from the college where he worked. He was 91. He and his brother Sonny made up the Osmond Brothers, and their version of the song Rocky Top in 1967 became an official state song of Tennessee, uh, a song that I uh, definitely get tired of hearing. Me too. However, I always say, every time I hear it, that song that you Tennesseans love so much was was written by a Kentuckian. That's right. And it was written in Kentucky. So Mm -hmm. take that. Every time you sing it, you're paying tribute to... uh, to the good old Commonwealth. But anyway, I was saddened to hear that. Uh, but life well lived and still working. That yeah, was great cool. to hear. He's still working at age uh, 91. But uh, Bobby Osborne, gone on in at age 91. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. Today is International Caps Lock Day. Sure, if you feel like shouting at someone, go ahead and try the old Caps Lock routine. It's Paul Bunyan Day today, and it's Insurance Awareness Day as well. We kind of had a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you when you have a when you have a tragedy or you have it when you need it, you're glad you mm-hmm. glad you have it. Yeah. We had a, a hey squirrel moment here in the studio. We were glanced up and Fox <laughs> News was doing a story. Where's Pembroke? Far west. Far Kentucky. west Kentucky. Like on the line. Yes. And it was uh, it was about the future of farming. Yeah. And I guess autonomy and things. I, when we did our lobbying trip about um, in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about how uh, auto manufacturers will want to control your in-vehicle experience. They will, you know, turn your seat warmers on if you want your lane assist, your uh, what entertainment options you want, your shopping. Someone in our delegation mentioned that the agriculture industry has already beaten the auto industry to that direction. Mm -hmm. Like uh, John Deere has a lot of remote control over farming equipment. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's fascinating. The, 
that's my word of the day. It's it's really neat the the different types of things in precision precision agriculture and that they've already got that has been going on already for years, but yeah. they're just not trying. You know, I guess it's just not taking off. And in our area, you don't see it as much because. We don't have the straight. Once you get to like southwest Kentucky and west west Kentucky, it's flat. Well, we don't necessarily have that, so it's a little easier for them to utilize it as it is us. But we still are. We are incorporating a lot of that drone technology, uh-huh. autonomous driving, all of that. It's interesting. It's uh, if if you look at the shapes of your counties, like if you yeah. look at a map of the United States or mm-hmm. a state, mm-hmm. the shapes of your counties dictate the shapes of your farmland. Yeah, that's true. And you get out into Illinois, their counties are rectangular, yeah. right? They line up, and, and they everything. might have. 15 or 20 in the whole state and we have 120 yeah but ours follow little hills and creeks and all of our county Mm -hmm. lines and so it's weird the way that it works but in row farming yeah like you just get these big long Mm -hmm. back and forth rows squared off there's a lot more uh robotics i guess and uh, an ai but that was a brand by the way fint Fint, yeah it's a a brand and i don't i can't i don't want to misspeak but i feel like it's maybe from uh, Europe. It's a, it's a company yeah. from Europe, but they sense. they've got a lot of that. And then Pembroke is actually Christian County, so it's it's West Kentucky, Southwest uh-huh. Kentucky. Yeah, so, so yeah. in the Hopkinsville community, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Good news for your Fourth of July cookout. It's going to be more affordable than last year. Families can expect to pay sixty seven seventy three for a party of ten, which is down three percent according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. Takes into account twelve staple items. What most of us will have on our uh, at our cookout: hamburger buns, beef, potato salad. We're up in price this year. Chicken breast, lemonade, and chocolate chip cookies saw price drops. So, I guess it ebbs and flows. And where where are we with dairy these days? I bought ice cream over the weekend for yeah. the first time. Actual dairy ice is good. cream. Dairy, we dairy, love dairy. Is, dairy is good. So, uh, uh, Three a day. Three a day. <laughs> Three scoops of ice cream a day. Is hey, I'm not going to judge of what kind of dairy you get during the day. But okay. I, as a as a agriculturalist that has dairy in our community, and I have a coworker who is helps run a dairy. I, you know, we we eat a lot of cheese and mm-hmm. milk around our office. So a new survey know. says 89 percent of parents support laws restricting kids from social media. Social media and teams, teens seem to go together like peanut butter and jelly, but that's not a good thing, according to their parents. A new study, which looks at security issues facing modern society with a focus on digital safety, found 89% of parents support laws requiring children under age 18 to obtain parental permission before creating an account. That's not all. Not only do parents support legislation aimed at social media and the protection of their kids, but nearly every parent in the U.S., believes social media platforms are dangerous to users under 18, using TikTok, Snapchat as the most dangerous. More than two-thirds of parents said that kids under nine shouldn't access social media. 2007, 2008, 2009, we all, uh, we all being adults, just ran headlong at social media and never once stopped to think, are there pitfalls to this? Mm-hmm. Like we just all got just so ingrained and immersed. And then we thought, oh, you know, it would be great for kids to also be able to network and see family photos and keep track of their cousins and blah, 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 blah. 
And that stuff is, is and that's true. that's when the youth got off of it. <laughs> that's right. And then <laughs> so, but then, you know, kids were on Facebook because it started on a college campus. And then the adults ran the kids off. The kids went to Twitter. The adults went to Twitter. The kids went to Instagram. Instagram, the adults came. The kids went to Snapchat. The you know, adults yep. came to Snapchat. The kids went to TikTok. And it's just, it's a cycle. But we never really stop. And, and we think, well, they get to communicate with their friends. And their friends are on it. Right, so that's how we justify their their friends are on it. So I guess it's gonna. Be, I'm gonna have to let them on it as well. I have never been more eye opened than sitting through. Of course, you know Jackson's going to middle school this year, and so they had a parent night at the middle school before the end of the school year, and was essentially setting us down with an like a, a previous police officer slash guy that does criminal um, online criminal background you know he was a detective and just showing us all of the things that happened that he's had to deal with and i'm like that is the scariest mm. thing and then the apps that kids these days have that we don't that we don't about. even realize mm-hmm. it is it's scary it is absolutely scary mm-hmm. you know there's the old adage about and we used to do it with kids we say scared straight yeah. you know you'd have the police officer that comes into the classroom yeah. and says kids mm-hmm. don't do this or mm-hmm. you'll go to jail blah blah mm-hmm. what you just described is a very helpful tool it's scaring the parents straight or or getting them to take their heads out of the sand and go mm-hmm. this is what's happening and yeah. you better you better pay attention uh, because it will happen under your nose and you might not well, even know and it I, and i think it's important for us as parents to be well, I'm brutally honest with mine, so I don't know how anybody else parents their child, but I'm brutally honest to the point that, look, whatever you says, it may say on Snapchat or you may say it, but that doesn't mean that it goes away. Like, mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the ether, and somebody can always find it. And they showed us the the datelines and the things that it's just a really, it was an eye-opening experience for me. So I just relate it to him, and they act like they're, they actually do it with the students as well, but for me as a parent, I thought, oh, so we check phone. I mean, my son has one, but I mean, I'm constantly, I'm checking. Yeah, let me have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It scares me. So I'm just that, that way. You have to. Yeah. And, um, but, but it's, it's one thing though. It used to be long ago, the parental generation to the kids <laughs> were mature enough or well adjusted mm-hmm. enough or understood their job of parenting. That they could point to the things that were going to be problematic for their children and say, don't do these and here's why. Mm-hmm. But if I'm over here with my face buried in Instagram, mm-hmm. what can I expect my kids to be doing? Yeah, and, right. and so I, they say, uh, don't, kids, don't, no, don't, don't get on Instagram. It's bad for you. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm checking this photo that my friend posted on their story. Mm-hmm. So we're then this is what I mean is that 2007, 2008, 2009... We just all, right, crossed the Rubicon and got to the other side and never thought, oh, wait, we don't have a path back over Mm -hmm. there to where we were. And so I don't know. Well, and I have to do, I have to think myself, okay, if I'm telling this person or my son or my daughter that they need to not do this, I have to have the personal responsibility to try to work on it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not to say that I don't sit on Facebook or sit on social media and, you know, scroll from time to time, but I have to make myself aware that what are they seeing right you know as the example mm-hmm. alaya yeah. sits in the between the two front seats in my truck mm-hmm. she sits in the back seat she has more leg room so she always sees more of what's going on mm-hmm. i was in the driveway the other day 
and I was relaying a message back to mom. And so, but I'm sitting there and she said, don't text and drive. Yeah. And I thought. Mine gets on, mine, yep. mine will get on me if they're, if they see me fidget with my phone mm-hmm. while I'm driving and they're like, get right. off of it. Now it's hard to justify to her and say, I'm in the driveway, right? There's yeah. no oncoming traffic. I'm able to rationalize that decision, <laughs> but to her. You're driving mm-hmm. and you're texting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so, you know, it was just a, I know that they're watching and I know that they're absorbing, but you run into those instances where you go, it, it's a reminder. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, just be paying attention. That's right. Super Mario Oreos are on the way and I believe they have missed a golden opportunity here and I'll tell you why. Oreos and Nintendo are powering up a sweet collaboration slated to hit shelves in July the limited edition Oreo meets Super Mario cookies are embossed with 16 different characters, including Mario, Luigi, Toad, Yoshi, Goomba, Bowser, Bowser Jr., and power-ups like Superstar and Super Mushroom. Oreos is always looking to bring new offerings to our fans, and we are thrilled to unveil this super partnership with the iconic Super Mario franchise. Each 12-pack of cookies features a random assortment of characters, which means that if you're up for a cookie challenge, you'll have to buy multiple packs to see all 16 characters. Why did they not call these Super Marios? I know. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. They could have come up with a Moria, version of yeah. Morios uh-huh. or Marios uh-huh. and incorporated the Oreo logo into the Mario uh-huh. and you just call them Super Marios. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, I don't know why they didn't do that. Was I'm it thinking. trademark? I mean, you would think if they're working together, they would be able to do something right. like that. I just think their marketing room was asleep at the wheel. It sounds and like they it. said, hey, wait a minute. Huh. Now, I don't know if you all have had a chance to see it yet or not, but it's kind of gone viral. There's a video from the College World Series of an LSU fan chatting up a uh, lady at the game. Have you seen this yet? No, Whitney? I haven't. But all right, so I've here it is on your screen. And so it's <laughs> a very – so the Internet has, has really decided we're going to decide what is happening here. And so the memes are she's basically she giving him no. a talk to the yeah. hand. All right, so he's he's an LSU fan. She's in a, a crowd no. of LSU fans. She's not wearing anything for one team or another, which right. might lead you to believe she could be a Florida fan. They're thinking this guy is he propositioning her? Is he is he you know asking her out on a date? Is he like what's going on? But they do keep pointing at the he's feeling, married, and exactly. So that's okay. the next thing. He's got his wedding ring on. Sorry, but what you don't know is you can't see what's going on to his right. Mm-hmm. Right, like his wife could be standing there, and this could be a niece. This could be a mm-hmm. younger sister. This could be a. But I love how the internet just decides. We're going to determine what's going on there, oh, and we're going to start telling. Make their own narrative about it. That's exactly right. Yeah. But look, if you see it again, behind the guy with the big jaw, the big dip, Yeah. all right, he turns around. He There's a young, another young lady sitting. She's sitting down. Yeah, she's in fact, at her there phone. are two. Like there are a, yeah. a row. They're, they're not interested in any way. No. So do you think... Do you think you know what's going on here? But the way she just holds up her hand, like, stop talking to me. And he's holding a water, by the way. I was going to say. Not it's like not he's like he's holding a beer. This this guy's holding a silver bullet. The yeah. guy that, you know, the guy that's in question with the wedding ring, he's holding a water. But it could be that he is alternating. Yes. Which is a smart thing be, to do. He could be mixing in a water. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Not going to judge. I just, I don't know. I don't know. There is not enough Okay, my other question is, is how many times did they go back to, 
Or here's here's something. Maybe she understands the game of baseball, and something happened. And I don't know what point of that game was on. You know, they had a lot of official replays during that championship game. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's like, when they finally made the official call, she's a Florida fan, and he's an LSU fan, and she was like, "It's not right. Don't talk to me. Don't. It's not exciting for me." You know, because they were getting throttled. So I, I don't know. A, I think you got a great hypothesis right there. Mm. But it's interesting. She's not wearing Florida gear. She's not no. wearing LSU gear. Right. So you know, we're, there's a whole lot of conjecture on our part on deciding. But is it an indication that we have so many problems <laughs> in the world that we don't want to address the real problems? So we decide we're going to focus on this bone, oh, yeah. like we're going to gnaw on this mm-hmm. bone. Mm. Or do we have it so good I think that it's a this bit is what we've decided to pay yeah, attention to? I think it's a little bit of we're just <laughs> we want to pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. All right. In a um, in behavior that would be in our area extremely frowned upon this week, a man was arrested in Ohio on Monday after he allegedly cut down power lines that caused power outages in the local area. The Monroe County, Ohio Sheriff's Office said they received a call from a power company advising that Michael Yonak was cutting down their power lines. Officials say this caused outages in the area due to Yonak's actions and that power lines were laying in fields. Deputies say they arrived on the scene and Michael Yannick uh, placed, uh, was placed under arrest and transported to the jail. He com- cut he completely cut one power pole down with live wires and cut another pole multiple times before the saw got stuck. Or he apparently would have done wow. more damage. Now, imagine that guy trying to do that in our area these he days. Might like, be strung up. This week, I'd say he would, oh. be, uh, he would find a pretty... Swift and severe punishment from uh, the locals. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get to a break. Going to have your chance to win. Whitney Karma is our guest co host today. Hang around. Got plenty more on the way. You don't even know. Did you know a person's sharpest memories are from early adulthood? So in the early 20s. Yeah. Are your sharpest memories. And it kind of goes along with the movie Inside Out. You know, I, the Inside Out did such a great job kind of explaining memories, core memories, life events, things like that. And so it does, I guess your brain, your your lobe starts to become fully formed, your frontal lobe, and then you start observing and you soak those up. And then from there, it's just a slow degradation back to the other side of not remembering what you had for breakfast. Um, but if you're like me and you just eat the same thing for breakfast every day, you, you can never forget. <laughs> I pretty much do. I, I pretty know, much do. I know I what do. it is. Now, with that in mind, here's your chance to win today. We have, um, do we have some aquatic center? We do. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give crafter's choice. I love that word that you said the other day, uh-huh. crafter's choice. So uh, winner's choice, you can pick between Holiday World, Beach Bend, Kentucky Kingdom, or Aquatic Center. All right, so we'll give you your choice. If you've not won in the last 30 days, you or your household have not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. And kind of going back to today's Did You Know, uh, everybody who enters, uh, uh, offers a response, will be in a drawing if you qualify to win. And it's this. I'd like to know what's the first major news story you remember as a kid what's the first major news story you remember as a kid and it took me a while to figure out what mine was like i sometimes i see documentaries on 1971 the year i was born i think 
all, all that stuff happened the year I was born. Now, I don't remember it because I was busy focused on other things. But, haha. But um, it made me wonder at what age did I start paying attention to the news? So, what's the first news story that you remember as a kid? Text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. The neat things, depending upon your age, it will be all different. You know, we'll have some people that could say 9-11. Mm-hmm. You could have some people that could say Pearl Harbor. You could have, you know, yeah. got people all over the... And I guess I was born, I mean, I'm an 86 model, so I would have been 90-ish probably before I was really watching the news. Yeah. It's yeah, it could be, and so. it's just everybody starts paying attention at you know mm-hmm. different, different times. Okay, so while we wait for your responses on that, uh, you all prophesied correctly last week when you said Ryan Seacrest is likely to be the next host of Wheel of Fortune. So Seacrest in wow. instead of Seacrest out. Um, I think that it's an age thing for him. I think he has. You know, he's the original host. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's the original host of. Did he do that very first season of American Idol, or they have somebody yes. else? No, okay. he so, did it. Yeah. So he's been with them uh, all along the way, and he's at an. I think he's at a chapter change in life. Mm-hmm. I think that he has. Dick Clark hosted the one hundred thousand dollar pyramid. He hosted, mm-hmm. and Seacrest is doing the New Year's Rock and Eve, and he's now he's out of live. The. Do I didn't I? know he wasn't doing live anymore. Yeah, no, he's not on live anymore. Um, so I think that, Her and it's an iconic game show. Mark. And he, so I think it's a good, it's a good move. No, I mean, I like Ron Seacrest. I just, listen, the last time I watched any live was when Silas was a baby. So on well, okay. maternity leave, so it's yeah. been that long. But yeah, it, and that was just because I couldn't reach the, re, the remote to change uh-huh. the channel. Yeah. No. I would imagine he'll have fewer corny jokes than Pat. Yeah. Pat Pat's not afraid of throwing the corny joke. But you know, he does a good job. I mean, I don't think that that would be a that's not a that's not a that's a good change. That's a good thing. I uh learned yesterday that I didn't mention it that Vanna makes 3 million dollars a year but she's not had a pay raise in like 20 years. And so she has well, a new agent that's negotiating a new deal for her. Well, her job got easier as well. That's true. Less turning. Right? That's what I was going to say. I mean, I while I appreciate the nostalgia of it and the ambiance of it, I mean, that's a lot of money for $3 million to get pretty and wear a dress and push a button. It's a name image likeness it is. It agreement is, mm-hmm. is what yeah. it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful woman walking back and forth, crossing the screen. Now she doesn't have to risk getting carpal tunnel. Like she did in the old days, have to turn those big heavy letters, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do think, though, my guess is revenues for the show have grown, syndication for the show yeah. has grown. Like, and so for her to be like at this level, it just you would think rising tide raises all boats. Sure, and especially I, when Sajak's making like fifteen million. Yeah, a year. that's true. And they don't they film all of that in just like a few weeks anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah. but now they do also do a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. You know, they travel outside, they take the show on the road, and then they do mm-hmm. auditions on the road, and they got their special theme weeks that they have to go and cut exteriors for. So it's, uh, but now I would imagine that tra- that travel obviously is, is sure. covered. It's business travel. Right. The Hollywood Walk of Fame announces their class of 2024. 
celebs that are getting stars next year from the motion picture world. Uh, Chadwick Boseman posthumously gets one. Uh, Kevin Feig, Gal Gadot, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Chris Prine, Christina Ricci. From the te- television world, Ken Young. We were talking about him yesterday. Eugene Levy, Jim Nance, Kerry Washington, and then the recording category, Tony Braxton, Def Leppard, Sammy Hagar, Darius Rucker, Gwen Stefani, and Dr. Dre also is getting a uh, star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame next year. There are several others as well. The story that I did not expect to see this morning, I first saw it on CBS, and now I got it printed here in front of me. Pink is on tour, Mm -hmm. and she was performing on stage I saw this. She was uh, her headlining set at the British Summer Time Festival in London, and a baggie full of ashes was thrown on stage at her feet. She was baffled, and she picked them up, and she said, Is this your mom? And then she said, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? So somebody, you know, somebody whose, you know, mom's dying wish was to to see pink. All right, I, I get that. But now she was on stage with Pink, and then what did she expect Pink to do? Like spread the ashes on the stage? I don't know. That would be a strange. It is strange. Strange. But now, you run into people transporting ashes more often than you would think. Sometimes when you don't even know it, like you you might be at the airport. Yeah. Or (laughs) (laughs) got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll figure out what news stories you remember first. Plus, we got Point to Ponder, Pearl of Wisdom, Chart Toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. Would you rather eat a raw egg or a raw onion? Done both. So, um, I can't say that I'm happy that I've eaten the raw egg before, but I have. I was dared, and I did it. Like, the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the egg. It goes down faster. Yeah. Depends on the onion. Kind of like oysters in a way. Yeah, I mean, if I have to eat the entire thing, going with the egg. Yeah, you can find a small onion, you know. Mm-hmm. You, but um, I, I, I also imagine if you ever eat cookie dough, you're eating an egg. It's just mm-hmm. with a bunch of other stuff. It's, it's a just, raw. It's right. a yeah. It's like you said. It's a texture issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quickly though, would you rather never have air conditioning or never be able to use deodorant? Never. Some people have been faced with that challenge the last forty-eight like hours. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry for you all that have had to do that. I don't know. I really like my deodorant, and I've applied and sprayed several um, times in the last three weeks. I don't know. I think I'm going to keep the air conditioning. Would you rather get your wisdom teeth pulled or your butt cheeks pierced? I had my wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, me I think too. I'll just do that. You stick with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no reason. And to well, do I don't my know butt how cheeks. you would pierce your butt cheeks. <laughs> like you can't yeah, put that. another back. Like you can't yeah. put a back on. They can figure out you, some way to do not, it. I'm sure you've of not it. seen everybody's butt cheeks, so you don't know. <laughs> and then this is weird. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know why this is an interesting. But would you rather be Adele or Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that because yeah. I'm more along the Adele lines of just like kind of doing my own thing, whereas Miley is has had experiences. Yes, mm-hmm. so she's fun. Oh, plus Dolly Parton's her godmother. So is yeah. that who, not the crazy? Who doesn't thing? want to have Dolly Parton as her godmother? I know it. Okay, so the question was, uh, what's the first news story you remember? As uh, as a child, like, what's the first news story you remember? A whole bunch of Challenger explosions. <clears throat> Space yeah. Shuttle Challenger. I definitely remember that. Uh, 
uh, saw a tornado of 78 in Louisville. I saw a bunch of 911s. I, um, those were the, those were the primary one. 9-11 was, you know, obviously, but in ways it tells you a lot about the demographics of our audience, you know, because so many people, if their first news event, they recall is just from 2001, mine is the energy crisis in like 78 when people were lined up to buy gasoline and there were rations Mm -hmm. and inflation went sky high And then that dovetail into the um, Iran hostage situation. All that was compressed into the Carter presidency. Mm -hmm. And that's when I became aware of national of national news. But now the Challenger explosion is the one that probably just, you know, leaves an indelible impression upon Mm -hmm. you as a kid. I guess mine was probably the presidential election and the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Like, I remember... I remember the presidential election portion of it because, you know, H.W. was finishing up and um, not H.W. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember it being on the TV a whole lot. And then after that, I guess the biggest thing was when there was um, the there was a kid that got dropped down in a in there was a cave. Or a, a hole, and I rem- I don't remember the specifics of it, but uh, they they got the kids out or the kid out. That's not baby Jessica. That was no. Oh, maybe it was baby. Jessica. Maybe it was baby Jessica. Yeah, that yeah. would have been because one. I remember like staying up late with my mom watching it. It's kind of what gave birth to headline news and yeah. CNN. Yeah, like they stayed nonstop, and I mm-hmm. mean, there are multiple instances like that. But I know what you're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that would make that that timeline would line up. What about yeah. you, hon? What do you remember? Mine is strange. Um. I, I don't know that I was around much for watching the evening news or whatever, um, but I do know that about third grade, I sought out the microfilm of a family car accident at the library. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, real personal. Because then. no one had really in the family explained it, and I was a nerd and knew how to use the microfilm, and I wanted to know more. Wow, so that's I intriguing. pulled up mm-hmm. the news story. Yeah. Okay, very good. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so I was handed the number, I uh, got to pick between uh, 1 and 43, and I will pick uh, 31. 31 is a, so we'll be in touch, and you'll get your choice of the tickets we name. Remember, you uh, can't have one in the last 30 days. you got to be 18 years of age or older, and that's uh, 30 days per household. Rock Hudson, All That Heaven Allowed is on HBO tonight. The $100,000 Pyramid, hosted by, I assume, Michael Strahan, is on ABC tonight. Speaking of Rob Riggle, he's on to tonight's show. And then the NHL draft, yeah, the Kennedy assassination is one that I think a lot of people remember. The NHL draft, round one, that's on uh, ESPN tonight. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed in France. Oh, I'm changing my mind. That was the first news story I remember, Mm -hmm. the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. Britain's Queen Victoria was crowned in Westminster Abbey this date in 1838. Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria and his wife Sophie were shot to death in Sarajevo this date in 1914, and that was the catalyst for World War I. Mm-hmm. That incident is really the uh, fuse that lit World War One. It was, and we were already sitting on a powder keg, but that's what it took to really launch the war. President Roosevelt signed the Alien Registration Act in 1940. <laughs> I, 
They I, do exist. Yeah, I don't think it's Martian. Really. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I thought for some reason, wait a minute. Speaking of Bill Clinton, this day in 1994, he became the first chief executive in U.S. history to set up a personal legal defense fund and ask Americans to contribute to it. I don't think he's the only president or former mm-hmm. president to do that. I think you could donate to one today if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Birthdays. Mel Brooks is 97. Oh, gosh, she's so talented. Genius. Yes. I mean, oh, Jeez. so much good stuff. And 97? 97. That's crazy. Yeah. Kathy Bates is 75. Wow. Um, I was thinking all the great roles that she's in. Mm-hmm. She's, and so yes. many. I mean, misery scares me to death. <laughs> <laughs> but my... <laughs> My favorite, though. I was think I just, um, I get chills thinking about being James Caan when I think of Kathy Bates. She is in, I really, really like her in the Titanic. And I really, she's really, good. she's really good in the Titanic. And then she's, um, she's in Justified. She is? Yes. Okay. So, she's in Tammy. She's yeah, in Tammy. She's in Tammy. Um, but my favorite right. is Mama Boucher. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ma- well, of Mama, Mama Boucher of is hands yeah. down That's my favorite. That's true. That's true. my favorite uh, Kathy Bates role. <laughs> Uh, because she kind of makes the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Happy's a great, I mean, uh, Bobby is a great character. Yeah. But M- Mama, Mama kind of, without the backdrop Mama. of Mama on everything, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Yeah, good actress. John Cusack, is, uh, John Elway is 63. John Cusack is 57. Boombox is up. Yep. Say anything. You got to get your boombox up. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is 52. Papa Twitter. And Kelly uh, Pickler is 37. Pick, pick Pickler. Oh man! Well, I don't know where my gone but not forgotten's went to, but are they? No, not mine. Oh. Let's get to some chart toppers. Not mine. No, I have them. It's over here. Hmm. All right, chart toppers. Somewhere there's music. 1951. Les Paul, Mary Ford, How High the Moon. Far out for 1951. 1960, the Hollywood Argyles and Alley Oop. There's a man in the funny papers. Alley Oop. Let's go to 1969, CCR. Oh, really? Anytime I hear their music, I think about like movies about World War II. All brought in Vietnam. All broadcasting because we did the morning uh, news over in high school over the the TVs, and Mr. Miller would only play CCR. <laughs> if you don't say bathroom on the right, yeah, no, right? You're un-American. There's a bathroom on the right. Let's go to 1978. Bonnie Tyler, number one, with "It's a Heartache." You thought she was a one-trick it's pony. Not you. It was more the royal you. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1987. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston, number one. 96, California Love, Tupac. Don't Funk with My Heart, Black Eyed Peas in 05. Fancy from Iggy Azalea in 2014. And those are your car toppers for today. This is another big karaoke song. Uh, this was, was Jackson's walk-up song, Mother's Day Weekend. Aww. He loves Whitney Houston, but he won't tell anybody. <laughs> I love Whitney Houston. You're not going to tell anybody either, are you? 
Now you want to. My dad loved Whitney Houston, too. So. I love Whitney Houston, too. That's why. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A truly, it happened this morning, by the way. A truly rich man is one whose children run into his arms when his hands are empty. A truly rich man is one whose children run into his arms when his hands are empty. I'll tell you, when she comes charging at me, right, takes off running, mm-hmm. like, nah, it, uh, yeah, you yep. definitely feel feel wealthy. Yep. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>